cool, 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 cool. All right. Oh, man. Cool. Hey, buddy. Hey. Do you want to know why we have a blank background? Why do we have a blank background, Amy? Because today is National Nothing Day. When this comes out, it's National Nothing Day. Oh. Happy National Nothing Day, guys. Happy National Nothing Day. Good to know. Good to know. I will make sure I try to do something for no, I will do nothing nothing I will do nothing for national yeah. nothing day yeah there you go um but this is our podcast true crime paranormal what's with the neighbors podcast yep um my name is Amy I'm I'm Bree or that's, Doris that's but my Doris, Doris my Doris, Doris voice is, is not here today it's 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 going away so that's good it's it's <laughs> It's not as bad as it was when you first woke up. That's for sure. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that mucinex helped a lot. Oh, did it? Good. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, when you when you Snapchatted me this morning, I was like, <laughs> no, we can't record. That's <laughs> no one's going to listen. <laughs> uh, I, I sounded like I smoked a couple guys. A couple. A couple hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> good i love your mug um i love my mug too this is my favorite mug look at the mug my sister got me i finally got it in the mail oh my god i'm so glad i didn't get you that that's been in my amazon cart for like three weeks <laughs> that exact same mug that is I so love funny it. i love that that is awesome great great gift that is great gift. that's is awesome good. oh man another thing <clears throat> i wanted to say to you um is I saw on Hulu that there's a new documentary about Sasquatch. Ooh. That I, I was looking into doing a never mind. Okay. I'll watch it. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good, home home slice. Yep. yep. Um <clears throat> do we have any announcements? We do. <laughs> what the island that we can't pronounce is listening to us <laughs> it's probably someone on vacation <laughs> probably um, what was it called saint lucia lucin lucin saint lucia lucia or lucia or something saint i don't know lucia? it's in the caribbean huh. it's in the caribbean but i looked it up and i was like i was like that sounds like it's in the caribbean cuz like it's up there with like saint martin and stuff like that so i was uh-huh. like somebody's probably on vacation listening to us so that's uh, funny <laughs> glad you're darkening your bright and sunny days with murder and ghost murder. stories <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny oh bob saget died oh that's what it was yeah sad sad day danny tanner yeah. sad wow what a depressing way to start off the show yeah Oh, um, oh, I have an idea. So I, I mentioned this to you before, and now that it's the new year, <clears throat> I want to get a jar for the podcast studio. Oh, um, yeah. And every like big thing, milestone, accomplishment, um, we can write it down and then put it in the jar. And for our New Year's Eve ne- episode, or our yeah, our New Year's Day episode next year, we can go through all of it. So. Oh, that would be so cool. I have um, lots of jars <clears throat> we can use. Hey, how about that? We just did how ours because we do we do that. And um, the I finally get to use my Anchorage Ghost Horror sticker. 
I was going to bring it to the studio. And then um, I have our first recording sticker, whatever. Yay. I love that. So, yeah, that was wonderful. Can I tell both of my stories first while I'm feeling fresh? Yeah. I don't know. Fresher than fresh. I think that's a song. I don't know. I don't know. Fresher than something. Fresher than the peanut butter skipper. Skipper. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, so uh, which one do I choose? How about this one? So neighbors, uh, this is from next door, as they typically are. Yeah. Uh, this one says neighbors. I was outside and heard a kitty yowling. Then <laughs> I heard a power tool start up and the kitty started screaming. Then it went silent. I freaked out and told my husband. He took off down the alley between North Oaks and Anderson, North 12th and 14th, to investigate. I followed with a flashlight and a baseball bat. My husband discovered that the noises were a coincidence. Point of my post, if you catch a tall bearded man followed by a crazy lady with a bat and her PJs in your camera, it was just us concerned about a kitty. I'm sorry if we scared you. (laughs) That was cute. That is cute. (laughs) Who's over here hurting a cat? (laughs) <laughs> I have another one about a cat too. It actually sounds a lot like the one you did last week with the camera. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's really similar, but it's not. It's not the same one. I love uh, the ones that involve animals. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have, neighbors are more than just humans, guys. Yeah, neighbors are more than you just had. Humans. You had some neighbors yesterday. <gasps> oh, that's right. Oh. I know what I was going to tell you now. Um, <laughs> so yes, there were, there was a mama moose and a baby moose yesterday. I like opened the door to take the trash out and I just like see this mama moose like walking out of my garage. It almost looked like, and then the baby <laughs> moose looked like was followed. But what I wanted to tell you was that, that post about the, the carcass that I found. Yes. Okay. So I found this carcass, like, Okay. Actually I was dropping, like I was taking Addie, my daughter's one of her friends home. And I like was joking with her. I was like, you're actually going to walk home. And so I like pull over the car and I was like, get out. And I like look over to, I look over to the left and there's a freaking like moose carcass on just the side of the road. And I was like, do not get out of the car. What is going on? Where was that? On Brock. Brock and Petey. Oh, man. Yeah. So I pull up to it. And what is so sketchy is that there was like, it was like half a moose carcass. First off, it was not the full thing. There was no head. There was no legs. And when I say half a carcass, I mean half of its torso. It was not the full torso. Yeah. It was so creepy. And so I told you and then I told Rick and both of you guys told me that someone posted on Facebook about someone like dismembering a a moose carcass and just leaving the parts everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was like, yeah, by the way, there's heads on whatever road. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) There's, there's moose heads on this road. I'm like, ew. 
So Wait, why? is this person just like morbid and just taking apart m- m- moose par- par- parts? Oh, man. And we all know placing... how a lot of serial killers <laughs> I know. Well, what's oh funny God. is there's a lot of missing um, uh, people and they're all male oh, and I they're know. all the same uh, demographic. It's really creepy how they keep going missing here. So, so maybe. M- maybe this person, this serial killer is just running out of his, his type. And so he's going for the moose now. I don't know. <laughs> I was just freaking out. Yeah, maybe someone saw that a moose got hit or something and was like, hey, I'm going to take it for scraps and make yeah. some moose stew. But the Which thing is, is, is that there's like do. so many people that would take this. But okay, mm. if that's the case, why are we dismembering it and then putting the parts that we yeah. don't want all over town? That there's or it m- could be from a wolf. Maybe a wolf. Maybe it was already dead. Maybe Because a lot of people were also saying that like it got so cold with the ice and stuff that like there were instances where moose got like stuck to the road. And they couldn't move, and they were just, like, frozen stuck there, and animal control can't do anything about that because it's it's a large animal. And people are saying, like, you know, natural things are going to happen. Maybe a wolf would – maybe a wolf got to it. I don't know. But that's kind of weird that it would just leave pieces. It wouldn't eat all of it. Well, and it's happened throughout the town. This is that's more than just one place. Oh, did you look it up? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's really – And, not... like, none of them had to do with Brock. Oh, man. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. That was be. what I wanted to talk about. That Maybe was we shouldn't advertise that we're a paranormal and true crime podcast here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're the perfect victims. They are. That's them. Anyways. Uh, we actually live in California. Yep. California in LA. Yep. LA. This is this is cold tea that I'm drinking because it's too cold too too hot to drink warm tea tea so yeah too hot too hot to drink cold hot it's tea. too below that's what i'm saying it is no. pretty warm out no, no 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 i'm saying like we live in la oh totally yeah. it's not we're at a store called two below yeah where everything's under two dollars sorry anyway do <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear a ghost story i do want to hear a spooky story about a spooky ghost <laughs> a spooky story about a spooky ghost um so i (laughs) i love um southern history i think i've told you that before i grew up there so i mean i'm just i'm just all around fascinated with everything about like southern history and just stuff like that yeah um so i hadn't done a story about a place that i really want to go to is savannah i really I really, 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 Savannah. I so badly want to go to Savannah. Everybody I talks about how it. much it's like Charleston, and I love Charleston, so I knew I love Savannah. It's one of my favorite places. You would love Charleston, then. It's yeah. one of my favorite places. <laughs> I've actually been on a ghost tour in Savannah with my sister. Oh, I wonder if you saw this place. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So I'm going to do um, – I'm doing a story on the Moon River Brewing Company in Savannah. I don't think I've been um, so, uh, in light of how we started our stories last week, I decided to keep it going. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the year was 1821. <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte died at the age of 51. The U.S. bought Florida for just $5 million. 
and the first hotel of Savannah, Georgia, was built and opened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Beautiful. Knocked it I, was out like, I have to. Um, so as uh, I'm sure many have heard, Savannah is one of the most haunted cities, especially in the South. Um, it's been the place of multiple wars. Um, big things have happened there. Um, we have slavery. Um, lots of bodies, lots of deaths. Peri- bodies have been buried on top of bodies there. They say that there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of undiscovered bodies there. Even during like um, some of the wars, they would just like bury the men where they fell. And sometimes the men weren't all the way dead. So, Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So a lot of, lot of history, a lot of remaining juju there. Hmm. So in 1821, uh, Eliza Early and his wife put up a building on a lot that was purchased by his wife um, just four years prior in Savannah, Georgia. Um, the building served its purpose as the first hotel in Savannah. So, and it was also first other things too it was actually a post office and even a bank too um during its history of being a hotel um lots of people stayed there lots of big people um lots of war heroes and war people too um so a war hero of 1812 winfield scott uh, marcus de lafayette who was a famous military officer in the Revolutionary War and um, a famous artist lived there for a little bit named James um, Franco. Adu- <laughs> James Franco, I wish. Um, Audubon? I don't know. Oh, I don't know who that is. Sounds French. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know either, but he lived there for a minute. So in 1851, the hotel was purchased by, eventually was purchased by a Peter Wiltberger, and he renovated it, and to get people to come in at first, he actually um, put, like, a live lion and lioness outside to, like, draw people's attention to it. I mean, I don't want to go It would draw my attention. (laughs) I couldn't find much history as far as while he owned it, he didn't have it for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like that was necessary to say because it was, it's different. Very um, so he owned it for a little bit. Um, and then in 1864, it finally closed. Um, and that was whenever General Sherman came into, came into town, shin everybody out during the Civil War. So. So throughout its standing, the building was used for multiple things, like um, when the yellow fever broke out, and it was a hospital. It was also a hospital during the Civil War. Um, so definitely lots of people dying there. Right. Um, in the 1900s, it served as a storage building for lumber and coal and then a general store, and it was also an office supply store. In the Bizarre. 60s and 70s. I know. And, but then their roof got blown off during Hurricane David. So um, it just kind of sat there um, huh. for a while. Um, and in 1995, it was finally bought and renovated into the brew pub. So it became the Moon River Brewing Company as of 1999. So oh. that's a little tidbit on it. <clears throat> yeah. Now let's get to the fun part. 
So and the the reason why there's hauntings there. Um, (laughs) So in 1832, a man named Philip Minus um, shot a drunk man there who's named James Stark. Um, Not Tony Stark, unfortunately. Um, Actually, that's fortunate because I don't want Tony Stark to get shot. Yeah. Anyway, no spoiler alerts. Anyway, um, so he got shot there while it was a hotel by this doctor because he was like the local drunk. He was acting rudely, insulting this doctor. Um, so that's one of the deaths on the property, um, one of the known. In 1860, when the Yankees and Confederates were a thing during the Civil War yeah. and whatnot, um, they hated each other, obviously, and everybody in town had heard that a Yankee had come um, and s- decided to stay at this hotel. And so everybody got mad about it, and they all formed like a lynch mob, dragged the guy out of the hotel oh and gosh. him and um, beat him almost to death, but didn't kill him. But still, that's a huge, tragic moment. Yeah. You never know. Like, he could come back. Right. Um, and in the eighteen in eighteen seventy, hundreds, um, mostly children died on the second floor from yellow from the yellow fever outbreak. Oh so, gosh. and then, like I said, like tons of wars were held in this area, so people died around the property and on the property, and it was also a hospital during the Civil War too. So, right. Um, I wanted to mention this part because it was on. They did feature it on Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. Um. And on Ghost Adventures with Zach Baggins, um, they were they had heard about these underground tunnels, which was pretty popular um, back in the day. I guess they thought that with like diseases and stuff being out, that it was airborne. Oh, so geez. if they had underground tunnels, it would be safe to travel and they wouldn't get sick. But no. So um, he found where one of the underground tunnels led to inside the building. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to find out where this leads to outside. So he goes outside and he sees it. And it's like in this, like obviously gated off area where you're not supposed to go. So he climbs it and he's like, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go see what's in it. So he goes, <laughs> he, so goes dumb. <laughs> he goes to it. It's just so funny how it happened. They did a good job on this episode, but this is the part was so it's funny. So dumb. <laughs> I'm just so dumb. Shaking my hair, shaking. It was head. so dumb. He went to the thing. He's like, "Oh, there's something in here. There's something in the tunnel." And like, they're probably just supposed to build up suspense. Yeah. And like, you can see what he's looking at, and it's obviously a cat. And it looks like it almost looks like it has babies on it, but you can't really because it was kind of fuzzy where the camera like went back Would and forth. Would it be a possum? Quick. Because a possum carries their. Babies <laughs> oh no! On it was absolutely most definitely a hundred percent a cat because it jumped at him and ran away oh, and attacked no. him. <laughs> it was so funny. It happened so quick. And he's like, "Oh, it's a cat! It got me." <laughs> that was a funny thing that happened. Zach. Baggins. The Zach thing. It's just a little thing that I wanted to include in that. Um, so cute. I'm going to go through some of the rooms. Um, I'll start with the basement. Um, so a lot of people say that slaves were kept in the basement, which could explain why it's so busy down there. Um, yeah. But it's never been proven and they like that. They, they don't know. Who's gonna but, who's gonna be like, yeah, that's where we kept them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um 
But uh, in the basement is where you can actually find a very well-known spirit named Toby. Toby. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like in the Paranormal Activity movies. <laughs> Remember the Toby they played with? Have you never seen those? Oh my gosh! Oh, I have, but I'm okay. I'm blinking because it's oh, been forever. it was it was the it was the ghost that they talked to. His name was Toby. He wasn't very nice. Um, oh. So this Toby also isn't very nice. He's been known to push people, brush up against people, and other things have been reported. There's like a pool table down there. The balls get moved, and um, oh, that's the, not bad. I th- I think the pool table's in the basement. I may be mixing up floors. Pretty sure it's in the basement. Uh-huh. But the I think one of the managers had said that he was down there one night and you know how like they're like you have to put change in the pool table to make all the balls drop? Yeah. He said um at one point he was down there like cleaning and just messing around. At random moment, like all the balls just dropped. All by themselves. <laughs> yeah, he said he like went, ran out of there, no. scared the heck out of them. Um, also pretty common is, uh, temperature drops and, um, I already said being touched. So, um, they've seen shadow figures walking towards the staff, um, on ghost hunters, the guy, the taps, my favorite guys. Um, they actually, it was so cool. They had a camera set up at one spot. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. It's good. My mom's loving it right now. Um, they had a camera set up, like at looking at the pool table and then a wall. And then you see this shadow figure go out and then come back and then go back out again and go back. And he's like going into a wall and out and they're like, cause they're really good at like making sure they debunk everything to make right. sure like, okay, there's not a shadow there. There's not a reflection. Like it was, it was crazy. It was really cool. Oh, but you just so see crazy. like the shadow going back and forth and it was what super. What is he doing? Is he pacing? I know, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Dressed out about something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what it seemed like. And he was short, too. Um, Dressed out about how short he was. Right? <laughs> Me Martina too, man. Martina was going to leave him for Johnny K because he's so <laughs> short. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, also, um they lots of evps have been caught and they've heard lots of voices okay so the next floor is the main floor and on this floor is actually where stark was actually shot on this floor and he's actually they think that he's behind a lot of the bottle throwing here because i mean he was the the local drunk he was the drunk he did a lot of stupid shit like that let's not throw bottles (laughs) (laughs) even after during his his afterlife he's still right. stupid he's still drunken <laughs> they're trying to hurt people right um Not so even. people on this floor have also reported uh being touched um several women have said they've gotten locked in the bathroom stalls mm-hmm. yeah um grabbing limbs and by that i mean like um, I read that there was someone who was sitting at a table eating and uh, her leg was grabbed. She said she, said she felt like a hand grabbed her leg. No, um, no. I know. <laughs> also, uh, temperature drops and another. there was another instance where a cop had said that he was eating there and he swears that he saw a Union soldier just from like the waist up um, near that a phone booth that's in there. So... I thought that's that was so pretty creepy. cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool, but creepy. Yeah. 
Um, on the third floor is uh, where a lot of people were treated and died from yellow fever. Um, so lots of stuff happens up there. Um, people have seen a full body apparition of a woman in white. I don't know why it's always a woman in white, but they don't know who she is. Right. (laughs) They don't know who she is, where she came from, but she's often seen up there. Um, Children are very much often seen up there playing, talking, and running in the hallways. Um, uh, In the 90s during construction, um, one of the wives of a construction worker was bringing lunch to him, and she was violently pushed down the stairs. Yeah. And oh they gosh. yeah, they immediately stopped construction and left. Um and many others have actually reported p- being pushed and pulled. What um, the heck? Also obviously disembodied voices and laughing. No. I don't yep. like that. Laughing. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh nope. Nope. as far as the top floor goes, um just being up there, you can feel like there's like a you know like you can feel like instantly like depressed or down or bad energy um that's pretty common and children are seen and heard there as well um a mist has been caught on camera multiple times on ghost hunters they caught it um in their episode and also a like a local radio show apparently hosted like a contest where they challenged um someone to just like sit up there for like Halloween for as long yeah. as possible. And the person only lasted for like two hours and never came back. So. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Um, two hours is not that long. No. No. Oh. No. Not I mean, I probably would last like maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I, I really would love to go there on a ghost tour. That'd be really cool. My mom and I were talking about going on ghost tours and like – doing that in the south or something and just hopping state to state that'd be really oh, cool that would like a ghost tour tour yeah yeah that would be cool. like charleston and georgia georgia and georgia. new orleans um oh, the new orleans yeah so, i know yeah um i can't wait to do that place tennessee <clears throat> yes like nashville that, that would, would be a big one. one yeah yeah um, so as of today, it, um, has, it is a brewery has been one since 1999. You can still go there and eat, enjoy the good beer. Um, they also have, um, investigations and paranormal groups that go there. Bigger ones too, like I said. Yeah. The bigger ones have gone there. And, um, I think many of the, like the local ghost tours that go around will stop in there Probably. and check it out. So, yeah, that is the Moon River Brewing Company. That was a good one. I really want to go there. Okay, I'll take you right now. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, also, I, uh, during the um, the TAPS one that I was watching, they were like um, – because they, they actually investigated multiple places in the area just, just to get more in the episode. And um, – they were like, let's do, let's do this graveyard. It's super old. We really want to go there. We think we can get a lot out of it. And they're, they don't do graveyards. It's just the noise doesn't work right. and it's just hard to do it. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, you guys can go by yourselves. And so they let two of the guys go and they were just going to go do their own thing. And they actually like, they, they had heard like a rumor about like a guy called, 
some, I don't know, it was a guy who roams the cemetery and he's really big and he goes and eats animals and stuff like that Ew. and messes with the graves and he'll run through or something like that. And he's really scary. Like this and so is they a real person or this is a ghost? That It was like a legend and they oh, okay. wanted to see if they could find him. And so oh, the older guys dressed up and they started messing <laughs> with them. They were running through. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's great. I love them. Could you imagine like your thought you're like oh my god they started chasing after it they were like i think we saw something let's go after it. and they're like we're actually really impressed that they chased after it <laughs> it was good oh that's cute i love that yeah we'll have to take you to savannah i um i haven't heard that one before so that was a good it's a one. pretty Thank pretty you. old place there yeah i like you you mentioned that you like the Southern history. I like, I like history in general. Yeah, but same. it's really cool when you you know the place that that person. Yeah, talking I think about. that's why I like it so much is because yeah. I feel connected to it's like the familiar. Yeah, yeah. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Um, You're welcome. That was a good one. I do what I do. Do you want to hear a story about? someone not dying yeah i do actually this is a survival story <gasps> oh no yeah so this is a, a survival story let's hear so, it yeah i would like to start the story off with some information um if you or someone you know is being physically mentally or sexually abused please reach out to your local women's shelter or contact rain r-a-i-n-n which stands for rape abuse incest national network at rain r-a-i-n-n.org or 1-800-656-4673 it's a wonders wonderful website i myself have used it in the past i strive to advocate for the children especially because they need a voice um, that can be heard so if you see something, say something, and it's better to be wrong than not to say anything at all. Exactly. Um, and could be saving someone's life. Yep. And the children, you know, otherwise they go unseen. So that being said, sorry. Um, whenever it has to do with child abuse, oh. I always kind of like to put that in there. That's important. You're fine. Yes. Thank you. I'm going to tell you about Philip Garrido. Garrido, Philip Garrido. Uh, he was born on April 5th, 1951. Um, and I'm just going to give you a quick overview of him growing up and who he is as a person. Because okay. the story isn't about him, but he's in it. Okay. So he was born on April 5th, 1951. Um, during his teenage years, he was, a he was heavy into drugs. He was not the greatest human. Uh, he was a peeping Tom. He molested a 14-year-old girl, but charges were never pressed because she, uh, the girl could not face him in court. Oh, so no. the charges were dropped. Oh. So he got away with it. Uh, he liked to expose himself to women and just overall a garbage human. In 1973, he married a high, his high school sweetheart or a high school sweetheart, uh, Christine Murphy. He said he loved her, but she could never fully, like, satisfy him. Uh, he would threaten or torture her, and she was just not having it. She's like, I really don't like this. 
Yeah. This is a, something I like. Yeah. Um, He told her, he's like, I want to have a sex slave. And she's like, yeah, that's not happening. And she refused to be his sex slave. Uh, Philip ended up renting a storage unit in town because she really did not allow that type of stuff in the home. And so he ended up renting a storage unit in town uh, that they lived in, Reno, Nevada. And he made it like livable. He like had a couch, bed, um, that sort of stuff in it. And he would go there and get high on LSD, taking up to five hits a day. I don't know if that's a lot. I'm not someone that I, I would assume that's a lot. I'm not a drug expert, but, um, Philip decided not, no, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Never done drugs. We were an educational podcast. Oh, shoot, we are. Um, <laughs> I've been offered LSD. Oh, okay. Well, good job saying no. Yeah, it was my manager at my, the movie theater that I worked at. I was like, oh, hey, um, uh, I'll take the raise instead. I'm 16. Uh, uh, no, thank you. So, I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways. I just wanted cake when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was, it was weird. I, I asked to never be on his shifts again, but yeah. uh, sorry, mother for just not telling you that. Um, <laughs> um, so Philip decided it was time to go act on his fantasy of wanting a sex slave. He drove 60 miles uh, to Lake Tahoe to find his first victim. Uh, he flagged down a woman that was driving and he claimed that his car was broken and needed he needed a ride. He gets in and then attempts to attack her and she actually ended up getting away, which was awesome. That's wonderful. Good. His next victim uh, was 25 year old Katie Calloway. She, uh, he asked her for a ride claiming that his car wouldn't start. So she let him in and he directed her to this abandoned lot. And she's like, okay, he says he's a tourist. Maybe he just doesn't know where he's going. Um, but he ended up attacking her and he told her if she cooperates, she won't, if she cooperates, he won't hurt her. He bound her up and drove her to the storage unit. Um, there he repeated to rape Katie for several hours. Ew. Yeah. All of a sudden there was a knock on the door and she's like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Like, what are the chances of someone right? knocking on a storage unit door? Um, A police officer said he found a busted lock and asked for proof that the shed was his or or he was renting it. So Philip, when Philip was looking for the receipt, Katie runs out begging for help. And uh, the police, the police officer was like, what is going on? What did I Um, just come to? I thought it was a B&E. Yeah. Uh, Philip told the officer that she was lying when she was asking for help and said that they were there partying and she doesn't know what she's talking about. But luckily, more officers showed up and Katie was rescued. Uh, So Philip was sentenced to 50 years in prison in Kansas. Uh, His wife, Christine, divorced him after three years. She's like, finally can leave this stupid person. Um, Unfortunately, Philip was a model prisoner and charmed everyone. So um, in the visiting room is where he met a 24-year-old 24, 24 Nancy Bo- Bocanegra. 
tortured that definitely uh she was visiting her husband uh, her uncle in prison and she was a great kid she had a normal childhood uh you know didn't even have a speeding ticket on her record um but somehow he charmed her and they eventually got married inside the prison uh she waited How romantic so romantic she waited seven years when he finally was released from prison for good behavior. So she's like, I'm waiting for you, honey, no matter how long it takes. So Philip ended up, he got out and he went back to Reno to the casino where Katie, his first victim, worked at. Uh, he, she was, uh, he knew somehow he knew she was a blackjack de- dealer i'm gonna assume that like it was mentioned like in the car ride like what do you do for work blah 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 you know and just, she didn't have like a restraining order or something i mean Maybe. he was supposed to be there for 50 years yeah that's true you know so uh he went up to her table and katie just like stood there and just shocked like what on earth this cannot be him and sure enough he was like hi katie and she just freaked out um and luckily like he asked her some questions and like she would just say yes or no not really giving him any information to go off of um so then she left the table and went and told her pit boss but by the time the pit boss like showed up to like escort him out, he was already gone. Of course. Um, yeah. And so she called the parole board. She's like, first off, why is this guy out? Second off, what can you do to keep him from me? And they're like, mm, I don't know what you can do. Just file a restraining order. Of course. And that doesn't yeah. do anything. It's just no. piece of paper. Yep. So she's like, great, wonderful. So three years pass. Philip was on the straight and narrow. He was doing great. He was going to church. He had a good job. Um, he was just, just a model citizen. But Nancy and Philip would still dabble in LSD. And he had persuaded her to help him fulfill these fantasies that he kept having of wanting a sex slave. Ew. Yep. So they would go to parks and Philip would play his guitar because he was an amateur, whatever, guitarist. Whatever. And so he would sit there and like strum on his guitar and sing. And she would film it. (laughs) Strum on his guitar. (laughs) She would. Okay. But she would film him. And but instead of like filming him, she would actually like get the children. They were instead. just getting like his surroundings. Yeah. So um, oh she even gosh. at one point managed to uh, persuade a little five-year-old girl into the van that they had. <gasps> no. And she had her like bend over, and she recorded the whole thing of the little girl bending over and stuff, and it's very disgusting. Ew. Um, and sh- but the thing is that like Nancy was okay with this, and it was like Nancy. Yeah, she's just as guilty. Yeah, and, but she was such a good kid, you know. It's, what the heck? So, but that's what he wanted. Uh, so that was all about what's his butt. So now I want to tell you about J.C. Degard. 
Uh, she was born on May 3rd, 1980 in Anaheim, California. Her mom, Terry, and her stepdad, Carl, and her, they all moved to Lake Tahoe in hopes for a better and safer place to raise their children. She also had a little toddler sister. I oh. didn't get the name, though. Um, on June 10th, 1991, Terry left for work early and jc 11 years old was instructed to just go to the bus stop and get on the bus for school nothing was out of the normal something she did often her stepdad you know said goodbye to her and watched her leave um on the on her walk to the bus stop though a man stopped in a vehicle and leaned out and tased jc and nancy jumped out of the out of the car and to grab her so uh, the man obviously was philip <laughs> philip so uh nancy jumped out and grabbed jc her stepdad actually saw it happen along with other people and they were like all running to the car to, to like stop them from from them taking her but it was too late like they took off too fast um so which is Carl- awful in itself yeah traumatizing like why yeah. couldn't i run fast enough why wasn't yeah. i like constantly blaming yourself yeah walking with her oh i can't imagine yeah um carl called 911 and investigators were on the scene right away and gave the investigators all the information that he could unfortunately though all the leads ended up all dead ends uh, Philip and Nancy took JC to a compound that he had made on their property in Anatoke, California, which is, uh, I think it was like over 200 miles away. Jeez. I looked it up and now I can't remember what it was. And placed her in a soundproof shed for a few yards away from their home. Um, he would film JC while he would rape her. And if he she didn't comply, he would threaten her with violence they're like i'm gonna hurt you if you and don't how comply. old was jc she's 11 <sighs> and he would also say things like if you don't do this you know you're actually saving other children from from doing this so if you don't work if you don't do this then i'm gonna go get your little sister you know he would say things like that just to get it like okay if if right. I work with him and I I comply, then he's right. not going to hurt my sister. Um, he also told her that her name was no longer JC and that he would call her Snoopy. So from now on, your name is Snoopy, which is cringy. On what the time. hell kind of name is that? Sounds like a Smurf. Snoopy, the Smurf, Smurf. Snoopy is such a ugh. So, unfortunately, um, her case in Lake Tahoe did go cold over time. Two years of complete torture and never really. Gosh. Yep. Never really leaving the soundproof room that he had made for her. Um, Philip was arrested for violating his parole and by refusing to take two drug tests. So, because. Probably because of all the damn LSD he's doing. (laughs) Yeah. So luckily he was arrested, but um, a little after he was arrested uh, at just 13, JC realized that she was pregnant. Uh, Philip came home after serving four weeks for violating his parole. And unfortunately, Nancy could have like let her go, but she didn't. She was just like gung ho, like, 
and another thing was having this this slave, this sex slave, um, for Philip. It took off that burden of Nancy having to fulfill those things for him. So, like she, she saw it as a relief of having this child in their in in a soundproof room. I know it's How's, it's that's oh my gosh that's ridiculous. it's morbid yeah no, yes exactly that's just no no so she, that's why she that's why I think that she didn't release her when philip left though was because like he's going to come back and i'll have to face the consequences of one releasing her and then two having to be that slave for him you're a coward yep so she realized that she was pregnant philip uh watched lots of birthing videos to learn how to deliver a baby and in august she went into labor Oh, no. After hours of laboring by herself, Philip and Nancy returned and gave by her cooking. herself. Can you imagine? You have no idea what's going on. No idea. In fact, she was she, 11, so she probably didn't even have any she, knowledge of being on a period. She was 13. But, she was, but wasn't she 11 whenever she was abducted? Yeah, but two years passed. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But yes, you have in, the knowledge of an 11-year-old. <clears throat> You know, and you know, Nancy's not telling her all the, like, the stuff. And um, they were the ones that ended up telling her, like, you're pregnant because she was like, what's going on with my body? And they're like, oh, you're pregnant. So. You can have a baby. Are you so excited? No. No. So uh, she ended up laboring by herself for a long time. Philip and Nancy returned and they gave her coding for the pain. Uh, she labored for another 12 hours, and when she was pushing, Philip actually had to unwrap the umbilical cord from the baby's neck, and then she was able to deliver the baby. Oh, my gosh. Um, after Philip delivered JC's baby, though, he uh, finally allowed her to actually walk around um, the backyard with the daughter. Like, he gave her a little bit of freedom. Wow. Yeah. But she was, <laughs> she was never allowed to pass the high fences, though, that he had created. Um, so after three years, uh, at 17, JC actually had, a, had another child from Philip. Um, so she Jeez. has two baby girls. Um, oh Philip and gosh. I know. Um, and there's way more information, but I had to, like, cut. Condense whole, it. Yeah. So, um. I mean, just complete torture, nonstop yeah. torture. So, uh, Philip and Nancy got more comfortable with allowing JC to come around the house. They were confident that she wouldn't try to escape because of her two, her two children that she had to care for. Um, so they would allow her to go inside the house and have dinner with them occasionally. She could even watch TV sometimes. Five years later, Philip had this come to Jesus moment and told JC the Lord had forgiven him for his sins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and actually he stopped raping her and molesting her. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, that's he nice. even, that's nice. Thanks <laughs> for years of torture. And now you're going to stop. Thanks for stopping. Finally. Yeah. So, um, he even said like, listen, you can pick a new name even, and I'll call you that name. And so 
she, she's like so dis disassociated with herself. She didn't see her as JC anymore. She didn't she didn't know who she was. So she picked the name Alyssa. Um, and th- yeah, the dynamic of the compound really started to change. Philip and Nancy even took JC and her daughter on small family trips sometimes. So they really like were starting to look like a family, which is just, it's so sad, dude. Um, Philip eventually started a printing business outside of his home or out of his home and it gave JC the job as a graphic designer. And she, so she would often work with customers and work with, um, or work with clients and answer phones and stuff like that. And it was a, they would make business cards and design business cards for people. Uh, He told JC that the computer that she used would keep track of everything that she did on it, everything that she would type. So she never tried to search anything that she wasn't allowed to. Um, The daughters of JC were instructed to call Nancy mom and JC, their sister. Um, and it's so rude. It is like, mm, I don't have any children, but you bared these two. They're mine now. Right. But, and then Nancy wouldn't really even take care of them. It was Alyssa or JC that would take care of them. Um, but if anyone would ask though, Philip would tell them that JC, Alyssa, was his wife and the children were their kids and Nancy was just a nanny or a maid. So like when, (laughs) (laughs) but it was like when people would come in for the business or whatever, they'd be like, this is a weird dynamic. What's going on here? And he'd be like, Oh, this is my wife. And these are my children. And uh, yeah. So in the background or in the backyard, JC had planted a flower for hope and it was the only thing that would grow in the backyard. Um, and she made it makeshift school for her two daughters um, with, you know, little desks and stuff like that. And so she taught them everything that she knew, which unfortunately was just a fifth grade education, but she did her best. Yep. One day a neighbor who had been keeping tabs on this, uh, compound or this house next door um, called the police to ask why there were children living in tents yeah. in the backyard of a known sex offender. So she they was were, like, they were in tents. They lived in tents. Yeah. So oh like she was keeping an eye like, okay, maybe it's like a family member or something visiting. Nope. They're still Not here. Sleeping nope, in a tent. They're still here. Yeah. Nope. They're still here. So so the parole show a parole officer showed up or his parole officer showed up to check around and the girls were trained to hide if any law enforcement um <laughs> came around of course yep over jc's entire captive uh captivity uh the police visited the home 60 times total but no one ever thought to check behind the house or in the backyard or the shed where she lived that so, oh my god yeah um at this point uh philip was like losing it uh he claimed angels could talk to him and ultimately wanted to share his <laughs> revelations with the world 
Um, so in August of 2009, he drove over to Berkeley University where with JC's two daughters. Um, while Philip was applying for a public speaking permit to talk about how he can change people's minds at the at the university, a campus officer felt like something was off. Like these girls were just standing there. They were super quiet. They were very dissociated with anything around them. Um, so she's like, something's weird. So after Philip left, she checked the crime database, which showed that he was a registered sex offender. Um, so the officer was like, he had two children with him. Yeah. Yep. So she calls Concord police, who then notifies the parole officer. Um, Philip and his entire family, uh, quote unquote, went down to the local station. They like he had to, otherwise he was going to get arrested again. And he's they're like, you need to bring your family with you. So they go down to the station where they were all separated for questioning. The girls and JC gave them all names that didn't match any records. They're like, that's not your name. It's not. That's not your name. She's like, that's our name. Like, I don't you're know right. what to tell you. Um, during the interrogating, Philip uh, eventually broke down and confessed to taking JC. Because uh, he it, thinks they're going to forgive him. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Why? Because he's trying to get people to, because the angels oh, are talking to him and he's trying yeah. to get people oh, to I understand. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's so, why he's trying to do that. Probably. So the officers told her, you know, like after her, like claiming like, no, like, I'm his sister and I was in an abusive relationship, you know, and he's taking care of us. Like she was giving, she was throwing every story at them and they're like, that doesn't make no. sense. And no. so finally they're like, listen, Philip confessed, you know, can you tell us what's going on now? You can go home to your mom now, but we need to know what your name is. And so she couldn't say it. She's like, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. And they're like, okay, like, trying to convince her to do it like finally she wrote it down on paper and which was jc guard and the concord police called the officers in lake tahoe handling jc's cold case file officer fitzgerald called terry her mom and uh was like are you sitting down and he said we have jc and we have found your daughter and she was like oh come on rick i don't have time for your games Tell right. me why you're really calling. And he was like, no, we actually did find her. And then JC said, hi, mom. And everyone Aww. just started got crying. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, Philip and Nancy were arrested on the spot. Um, and Philip really tried to work the media. He claimed that kidnapping JC made him a better man. What? And that <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and he's like, and when you hear the victim's story, you'll hear the most powerful and heartwarming story. Like, yeah. He said he stopped raping and having what? these urges oh, because my of JC. What? <laughs> so in July 2010, uh, JC was awarded uh, $20 million out of a settlement um, due to lack of attentiveness from Phillips parole officer from the state of California. Damn uh, good. Good. Yeah. I would have sued the crap out of him too. Yeah. Cause he just wasn't, he didn't do his job. He wasn't, you know, yeah. so Nancy and Philip 
pled guilty to kidnapping and rape. Uh, Nancy is uh, sentenced to 36 years to life in prison, and Philip was sentenced to 436 years in prison. Um, Good. Yep. In 2011, she, JC released an autobiography titled A Stolen Life, uh, followed by another book called Freedom, My Book of Firsts in 2016. Good for her. Yeah. So she operates the Jace, which is J-A-Y-C, or Just Ask Ask Yourself to Care Foundation, where she helps several others through significant life crises. Her personal life is very ordinary, exactly how she wants it. Uh, her daughters are in college and go they go on dates. Um, and they they often go back and forth on calling Philip dad or Philip. Um, in a Diane Sawyer interview, JC said that she would never stop their da- her daughters from seeing Philip, but she probably wouldn't like it if like it. But it is her cho- it is their right. choice. But as of right now, it's not even a discussion. And she says that she would like to date. She said there's never been a person that's like gotten right. her attention. So, um, and she's just happy working at the JC Foundation. Her. So she still has the the kids and everything. Yeah, they're in college now. Jeez, and crazy. yeah, she's, I looked it up. I think she's 46 years old. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Or I did the math, I should say. Good for her. She made something out of it. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. I I I don't love stories like that, but I love when they come out like that where they just when they like, survived. Ins- yeah, and they inspire people and help people and like try to make something out of this bad shitty situation. Like Yeah. She actually <clears throat> in the Diane Sawyer interview that I was watching, she uh she like jokes a lot, I guess, with with her daughter, and they like make jokes about it. And she's like, "Some That's people, awesome." <laughs> she's like, "Some people just don't get it." But I mean, if you can't laugh about it, then true. You know, I would probably make so many jokes about being kidnapped or wanting my alone time or just wanting. My- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, I just want she, space for my family. <laughs> she, she was like saying something like, um. Like they'll be like, remember that one time when <laughs> Philip did this, and like they all just laugh, and people are just like, "What, what so the heck? <laughs> what is wrong with you people?" <laughs> I that feel like I would, I yeah, I feel like I would be the same, just because I we just yeah. joke when we're uncomfortable. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> so that's anyways. awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. I was like, "That is a good oh one. yeah, I, like I can't it. wait. I like it. Like it. Like it." All right, let's have a cleansing palette, though. Um, so this one is from, I think it's from Facebook, actually, in a group, or maybe it was next door. I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't mark my. Um, I didn't write down where it's from. Good. Um, so disrespecting vegan radius. Okay. Last night around eighteen thirty, p.m. We spotted our neighbors in their yard barbecuing what looked to be like raw flesh. We are vegan. We have had in-depth discussions with our 
neighbors about our veganism and the importance of a vegan community and the importance of living in a meat free radius. Everybody has to be vegan. (laughs) Not only was it disturbing to watch, but the scent wafted in our house minutes after warped, wafted, 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 wafted. I would think wafted in our house minutes after to each their own, but feeling unsure about what to do next. How would you respond to this? We'd love to spark a discussion. I'd be, I'd be d- d- ringing their doorbell to ask if I can have some. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you got, you got any extra places at your oh, table? <laughs> it looks like you just got some fried chicken right there. Right. Uh, can I have some? Is that, is that ribs? Is, is that, that ribs? ribs? <laughs> baby, baby. Oh, I'll be over. I'll bring the mac and cheese. I just don't understand, like, to each their own, but also, like, you're complaining about it. Yeah, like, it's fine. that I have nothing against being vegan. That's fine. But just because you are doesn't mean everybody else has to be. Let everybody do whatever the heck they want. Oh, sorry, guys. We can't barbecue tonight because the neighbors are out back. I don't push my gluten-free crap on people. It sucks. (laughs) Why would I push that on everybody else? (laughs) My sister's vegan, and she's, like, cool with it. Yeah, she's, like, whatever. Like, whatever. Anyways. Well, I didn't know that. That means she doesn't push it in everybody's face. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) She doesn't even tell people she's vegan unless she has to. I say, I, yeah, never even, no. You don't tell people you're gluten-free unless you have to. Yeah. Because usually people look at me like, oh, you're one of those people. And you're like, no. I literally have a disease. I didn't choose this life. (laughs) 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 I will say, I don't, okay, I say that I don't force people to be gluten-free, but whenever I have like, the girls have a birthday party and we're making cupcakes. I make them gluten-free because Josh doesn't eat cupcakes. And I'm like, I'm well, going to eat into those cupcakes. But hold on. It's your house. Oh, yeah. So, I force I everybody mean, gluten-free. If, come to my house. Yeah. I mean, if I went to my sister's house and she was making dinner or something, I It'd wouldn't expect yeah. her. Yeah. I wouldn't expect her to not. So, whatever. Anyways, we got to go. To listen to us, you can find us pretty much everywhere. I mean, if you're listening to this right now, you probably have found us. Yeah. So, um, Spotify up on Apple, uh, on iTunes. Can you please, please, please leave us a review? Yes. It helps us greatly. We love you it guys. Really does. It only takes like two seconds. It Just only say, takes seven. yeah, great. I like this podcast, period. Yeah. Sounds Done. good. Five Sounds star. Great. Yeah. Like I said, write good soup in there and whoever does that you're getting a sicker you're getting getting a sicker yeah um follow us and like us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at wwtn podcast um we also have a private facebook group you can join we have lots of fun in it yep um and we're always running some sort of contest um so our website is whatswiththeneighbors.com and on there you can find our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash wwtn podcast and only for five dollars or three dollars a month depending on what tier you get uh you can find our unedited videos um 
which is great because we record all of our videos and we can see the things hear the things that's not on see all the interruptions we've had in this yes. episode yeah <laughs> so a lot of interruptions and like there's also exclusive content that we don't give to you guys just that's free for the public like so our christmas episode our christmas episode uh brie getting scared lots of different things yeah. um that's not included so you definitely get benefits out of it yeah um and that's for five dollars or three dollars a month um and feel free to dive slide into our dms with any questions comments or listener stories um once a month we strive to do a listener story um episode and so you can have your story featured yep in that those episodes um okay Definitely. And also we like suggestions. If you yeah. want us to tell you a story that is just been on your mind, but you're like, I want to hear it from them. Boom. Let us know. We normally honor them, except yeah. for there's been a few that I'm like, I can't because I will literally cry the whole time. So, <laughs> um, that's at wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy, Amy out. out. <sighs> What's with the neighbors? Feel, feel better, buddy. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bye. Bye. How do you end this thing?